Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What the Hector. This is Hector. Welcome to episode two of the pod. Um, today, we have a very interesting topic and a very wonderful guest, one of my bestest friends in the world. Um, I'm super excited to talk to them, but I just wanted to say once, once again, if you're listening to the recording, you can catch these sessions live at the Stereo app. Just follow Hector Espy. That is Hector, H-E-C-T-O-R-S-P-E-S-P-Y. And you can go ahead and tune in uh, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. p.m., rather. Uh, Pacific Standard Time and submit your live questions. Um, so today for this pod, we're going to be talking about jobs and occupation and wherever that lies. And I couldn't think of an expert, someone that is more qualified to be able to talk about this than one of my best friends, Ashley. Um, fun fact, we actually have not been together for only nine days of our entire lives as our mother's our best friend. Um, she is someone who is a true confidant with me. I have known her all my 20 years of experience going on 21. And I am so excited to introduce to the pod, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Hector. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Is it weird for you to call me Hector on the pod? Because yeah. if, if people don't know, like, my father's name is Hector as well. And obviously, if your father's name or whatever is the same, then you call Junior. And that's what everyone who's really close to my family calls me. So... Yeah, I've called you Junior, like, ever since we were born, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, Ashley, how are you doing? How is everything going? It's been going pretty good. It's been all right. Yeah. That's good. I mean, okay, so last pod, I kind of mentioned how I've been doing a lot of walks. Um, Ashley's actually the person that I've been doing all my walks with which is yeah. great because we kind of don't socialize outside of each other. <laughs> we really don't. It's just us two and then like a couple other two or three friends. But we've basically been hanging out together every day since we started doing our walks. Exactly. And that's, it's actually yeah. been a really good experience because like been, as I yeah. went away, yeah, as I went away to college, like um, I feel like I haven't been able to talk to a lot of people back at home. And uh, it's definitely helped the homesickness. I think one thing that the coronavirus um, and forcing us to get away from college campuses helped is with building my friendship with family and stuff. So I'm glad to see you. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. Yay. Okay. So I brought you on here today because the topic is jobs. And I feel like mm-hmm. as of recent, you've kind of undergone like a huge change in your life. That's kind of monumental. Do you want to tell everybody what happened? <laughs> yes. So sadly about Two weeks ago, I actually got fired from my second job. It's like um, a home improvement store. Um, I went into yeah, oh yeah, and we don't have I to include names the, or anything. Let's try to let's try to keep it as anonymous as okay. possible. I don't want to get okay. sued. It's just it's a, it's a, it's a home improvement store. Um, that's all that needs to be said. Um, I went into the industry into my industry not knowing anything <laughs> and not knowing anything, and I came out of it like with like I know a couple things now, um, but. It was just like something ex- expected and unexpected at, t- at the same time because I knew it was going to happen. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's there's nothing to pre- it still hits and there's nothing to, pre- to prepare you for something like that, you know? Like, as much as you yeah. you prepare yourself mentally, um, it's just nothing, nothing that can actually prepare you for it. Uh, but, yeah, I lost my job. Um, yeah. And it's been pretty rough, like, thank God, like, I have the walks with you to keep me sane, but apart mm-hmm. from that, like, I have nothing else going on, and I've been looking for a job, as you know, um, but it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been rough, it's been rough for me yeah. these past and, couple weeks. 
of course, Ashley, I don't bring you on to kind of ridicule you or like point as you as someone who um, has lost their job and to like poke fun at that because I think as of recent with everything going on with the virus, um, it's something that a lot of people have experienced. You know, job loss is, oh, yeah. is something that we all dread. That big um, F word fired is really aggressive and pointed. And um, honestly, can you talk a little bit more about the emotional impact it had on you? Did you feel like a sense of relief after it happened or what was like the fallout and what was like the emotions leading up to it? Cause you said like you knew what was, what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. So I mean, um, I did feel like a sense of relief just because, you know, like I was like thinking about like, Oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. This and that. So I did feel relieved in that way. But like now, like, I, like how like, bills that need to be paid and you know stuff like that so like yeah that part adds on more stress but at the same time you know like i don't have the stress of like you know um like you know oh i got like, like i said like i'm gonna get fired this and that so um yeah yeah that at least that's out of the way but um i just feel like like i there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of stress yeah. period you know yeah, yeah and that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely common and it's like a feeling that a lot of people have because obviously, um, especially for people who get by, paid bi-weekly, we have all felt the end of that first week when we run out of funds, when yeah. we get our paychecks. <laughs> and imagine that being on a rolling basis, you know, mm-hmm. when you don't have a steady form of income and it's kind of like you're out at sea, really. You're yeah. kind of without a safety net. Yeah, you are. But luckily, you know, I've been lucky enough. I've made enough when I was working there to like set some aside so i'm pretty good for like right now but you know like once that money starts to run out i like <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do but hopefully yeah. by then i'm hopefully by then i've got another job so i'm not i'm not too worried about too worried about it but at the same time you know it, it does it is kind of absolutely it stresses yeah. and i think too like you're one of the people who are very like um conscious with their money you're very like a good saver i am quite superfluous on the other end <laughs> i literally money enters my hand, it money, money leaves just as quickly. <laughs> um, so I think like also you like being a person who saves and is really smart with their investments and is able to prioritize is really helpful. Um, but also, I also wanted to touch base with um, how did the, how is the job search going after post firing? How, how is that going for you? Are you finding a lot of difficulty? And specifically, I want to allude to the notion of like, um, applying for jobs when you're a person of color and how that kind of, um, cause if people, for people who don't know and are speaking and can't tell from Ashley's accent, she's actually from California and California is a heavy Hispanic community. So Ashley is Hispanic, um, as in myself, but Ashley is on the other end where her name obviously is kind of more Eurocentric. And also she has more light skin features. Um, aside from her last name, Negrete, if you were to see Ashley in the street, I'm sure you would immediately pick up that she is white and white presenting. Um, and for myself, it's the obvious. So I first want to touch base with you and see if you've faced any challenges in applying to jobs because of who you are. Oh yeah, most definitely I do. Um, it's been pretty rough. Like like I said, these past couple of weeks I've been applying and applying to places. You would think that because you speak Spanish, like it's easier for you to find a job because people want like bilingual speaking employees. but since it's so common nowadays, I feel like there's not that much of a need um, 
for people that speak Spanish. Um, but other than that, um, like when I was work- when I was when I applied to the job that I got fired from, I, f- I didn't feel like my race really had anything to do with it. Just because maybe because the employer himself, the manager there, was Hispanic himself. So like I felt like you know he kind of like understood where I was coming from. He's very understanding right. in that point. Um, and actually, the job before that as well, the the manager there was Hispanic as well. So. I haven't had that much of a um like of a, a hard time with the managers because of right. like race, but I don't know, maybe in the future, I don't know what what could come right. up of it. Well, what about cuz you, know, you said you do work at like a hardware store and that is yeah. like traditionally in the mindset of people who are masculine or masculine presenting, um yeah. you know, men and those who identify as um something other than feminine. Um, so like, did you have any challenges like trying to learn all these things and, you know, you dealt with probably like contractors, people who are, you know, so knowledgeable about certain things with like materials. Did you ever have any times when a customer treated you like you were dumb or secondary because you're a woman? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's a very like, um, men like oriented kind of, uh, field and profession. Field, profession yeah. um, so yeah, like when I would know stuff, people would be like, "Oh, um, you know, like they're tr- trying to tell me what it is." Like, yeah, I already know. You know, I didn't try to not to come <laughs> I didn't know, sweetheart. as rude. I already know. In my industry. <laughs> this is my industry. You know, um, like people don't think that like you know stuff, but you know, you like you do. Like I was knowledgeable. Yeah. I was knowledgeable enough to like help customers out. Um, yeah. And I was doubted a lot because of it, but, like, but luckily, I felt like that, like, pushed me to, like, want to learn more. So, like, just to prove the customer is wrong, oh, you know? absolutely, In a way. Yes. And, you know, just so, they could be like, next time you come in, I'll, I'll, I'll know, I'll know what it is, what it's for, you know, like, what it's used for, and this and that. So, I feel like that yeah. has, yeah, that, that's really, like, pushed me to, like, want to better myself in that that industry that oh yeah <laughs> and that's definitely telling because me and ashley are similar in the same vein where um she's an aries and i'm a taurus so we're very like hard-headed and we like to be confrontational and prove people not wrong but just prove that we were right in a sort of sense yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah um, I do. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting and i think that story really resonates with people who are experiencing it on the other end of like discrimination and assumption building when Mm -hmm. you are knowledgeable in your field you practice it a lot you're very like fluent in all the things all the intricacies that are involved around your field and people still seem to doubt you because of the way you present or the way you talk I mean let's not even get into like this whole um gender aside like the, the the this myth of professionalism in the workplace that's kind of rooted in white supremacy and yeah um classism uh, is ridiculous so you know there's so many different like people don't realize like how on a microscopic level or like a micro level the microaggressions that you deal with when you're talking to people and interacting about your identity and the way you present yourself how those can really affect your um, experience in the workplace and I know I'm over talking a lot and I will ask you questions but I also wanted to share an experience that I had when I was applying to jobs um, one of the first jobs that I ever applied to, I won't use their specific specific name. I'll use like the reverse of their name. It was 
rule out measurements. If you, if anybody out there can get what it is, please know you're the one. (laughs) (laughs) But basically it was a clothing store of clothes that I frequent a lot and I purchase a lot. And obviously someone like me who was decked out in their clothing, I thought, awesome. Like I, if I worked there, I'd be able to get, you know, discounts on the clothing and I'd be able to, um, you know, be in an environment that I'm so familiar with because I spend so much of my time here and I spend so much of my money here. Um, and I'm obviously knowledgeable about all the stuff they have in the store. So when I went there one day to apply for the job, I asked if they had applications open and I was shocked to the response of, yeah, they're online, but we do kind of look for a specific person and a person who is white or non-person of color would read that as, you know, not microaggression, but being a queer man of color decked out in the clothes of their store, there was only a small number of factors that that could allude to. Obviously this customer, this, this clientele in the store, I won't say who it is, but they have like a lot of, you know, queer and femme people who purchase their items and things like that. And so it's rather interesting to me that they said that to me because it was obviously an allusion to my race. And because I am dark skinned, walking to the establishment and them telling me we scan for a certain type of person was just indicative that they only hire white people. And obviously, like when you look around in that store, the employees and the clientele were predominantly white. Um, and so I think that's kind of the experience that a lot of people get when they apply for jobs um, and get discriminated against, whether it's on the basis of their name their creed and i think ashley you're, you're really fortunate in the regard that you were able to apply for a, a career and position where um you know they are used to hiring people of our um ethnic group and our race um but i think that doesn't hold true for a lot of other people and i think that's an important aspect when we're discussing this sometimes you can't beat yourself up when you're not able to get jobs because often you're just as qualified as the person they hired but there's other social, racial, ethnic factors that kind of go into that. Do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that does. Um, so that's a very powerful um, thing too, implicit mm-hmm. bias. And this is a theme that will come in to the podcast every single episode. I can assure you by some degree, some variance, identity politics is so important. They function in every single day of our life. Nothing is more powerful than the image you portray to other people, whether negatively or positively. And I hope everyone listening knows that you have a full control to control your narrative in that regard. Okay. After that whole chance about <laughs> that whole uh, diatribe. Don't go uh, off. Go off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you too, um, you know, so you're applying for a lot of jobs and things like that. Um, yeah. Do you, do you value education in like the traditional sense? Like what, what is your, um, what is your uh, experience like with higher institutions like college and university? So honestly, not the side. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I do believe that, you know, like in, in education is important, right. but personally, I feel like I haven't found something that I'm like um like interested in there's yeah, i just like I have, a, I have a not yeah i'm not passionate about anything like in the sense to where i want to spend like thousands of dollars going to school for it you know um right. just to go to school for it like i'm going to school right now i'm yeah yeah i'm going to school um 
I'm majoring in kinesiology, but I feel like right now I'm just going to school just to go to school, you know? Yeah. And that's a common but, story. So yeah. I think there, sh- there shouldn't be, um, there's this kind of like, I don't know, there's this kind of impression that people who don't choose to not attend universities and things mm-hmm. are lazy or something. And I think it's time we rewrite that narrative because speaking like on the basis of also people who have been fired, I can name several tens of people who have been fired from their place workplace or don't attend a college education or, or excuse me, don't have a college education that are are successful, that have lots of money and successful in the yeah. sense of like, you know, they achieved all their dreams and passions. Like my favorite, my favorite, um, I told this to you when you originally told me that you got fired, Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite entertainer, drag entertainers and cosmet- cosmetology like mogul is named Trixie Mattel. And she's pretty frank about the fact that she got hired fired from her first job at Mac. Um, and now she owns like a million dollar like cosmetic company. And that's mm-hmm. just a, like a testament to its success. So I think it's time that we kind of normalize this this place of like not having a plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ha- yeah, we there's yeah, nothing we wrong with to, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's also just been ingrained in me to go to school just because my parents are, you know, like immigrants. That's what they came to this country for, you know, for me to get a better education, for me to get a better like life than they did. Um, right. And I'm I'm so grateful that they did. I'm very fortunate that they did. But like I said, there's nothing that really that I'm really passionate about to go to school, like for me to attend college, like in that aspect, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I want to too was, challenge. Um, I want to challenge that that. Um, norm because I think that that phrase um, they value education and they want you to get a better life I think that's often applied to the most surface level because as we were just talking about right now Ashley this is not an understatement when I say you are educated you're just not attending a higher university and spending millions of dollars on a degree you've learned all of the you know intricacies of your industry that is in a sense getting an education and that's like getting a tool set it's just this different form of education it's in field praxis you know what I mean so it's like I think if we were to reconstruct that and kind of um reframe our thinking I'm gonna say that so much I say that all the time reframe our thinking into valuing (laughs) education (laughs) yeah (laughs) reframe our thinking an English English teacher literally (laughs) um reframe our thinking to kind of associate you know getting an education as simply building a tool set I think that would be more applicable to fields of all kinds. You know what I mean? So I think it's important to not undersell yourself just because Mm -hmm. you don't have a degree. doesn't mean you're not educated. You're simply educated in a different capacity. And so you still are essentially fulfilling your parents' wishes. Yeah. Does that make sense? In a way. Yeah, it does make, yeah, it does make sense in a way. Like I'm thankful that I know what I know now. Yeah. But it's still want difficult. to be able to it's it's, it's so difficult because yeah. you know they still expect me to to graduate and do all this stuff and you know like work in a big fancy office and it's a lot of pressure uh especially being the oldest too it's, oh, yeah. it's, a, Siblings, it's a lot of that's pressure. a whole nother setting precedence and being the first to do something in your family is also very important it is it is mm-hmm. like you you junior you junior hector you <laughs> that's okay either or they know already <laughs> you you inspire me every day like you're just an amazing person 
Like, no, I love you, likewise. Lindsay. I love you too. No, likewise, <laughs> honestly. And that's why I kind of, I wanted to highlight your story too, because I think it, it, it resonates with a lot of people who don't necessarily have a plan, but are still like, like not having a plan doesn't make you irresponsible because I will emphasize again and again, Ashley, you are the most responsible person in my life who is able to care for siblings, able to care for her parents, able to care for themselves. Like it, it, it sounds me. You're able to do so much with, with like the capacity that you have that far surpasses mine. So I just want to say I'm proud of you, you know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Not as okay, getting emotional. Not as getting emotional on the pod. Well, that's pretty common. That's Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So let's get back to that. Um, so what do you think you want to do in the future? Like, do you have, you know, I think this is advice for everyone too out there. I think to be successful in what you want to do, you have to first start because everyone likes something. And the secret is to life, everything can be lucrative. You can make money off of any single talent. It's just about having the conviction and the daring to pursue it. So I want to ask you, like, have you thought about the things that you enjoy in your life and what you find pleasure in? And then we could literally like try right now to frame a plan for you to pursue that because I think you have a lot of passions. I mean, we have a mutual friend named Alexia who discovers a passion every other week. Every other um, week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. She, is, she, she makes money off of it. Yeah, she she's does. able to get good at it, you know? So like, Ashley, what do you think? Um, or do you have any like words of people who are also um, kind of stuck in the dumps about their passions? Um... Well, you know, I was trying to, I got into makeup for a little bit. Um, yeah. I was doing people's makeup. So I did a wedding actually. And then I did a couple of my cousin's makeup. For like and major I also events. Did, for major events. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for, for, for weddings when they attend like as guests. And then I did four girls, I believe four, three or four girls for my junior prom. Right. When I was in, yeah, when I was in high school, I did a couple of their makeup, and then ever since, I don't know what happened, but I just stopped. I just stopped that, and but that's still like been in the back of my mind, you know, like yeah, it's just something that's always gonna be there, you know. Like maybe I should get back into it. Maybe I should. Maybe that's something that I should pursue, but because it like interests me, you know. But I just, yeah. I just, and you're just good at it about too. It. You're really good at it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also like everyone always says we're always going to need doctors and lawyers, but I would argue we also always need makeup artists. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> the sales of makeup have not gone down since quarantine. I think if anything, I feel like they, they went, stay... they went up Yeah, because people were trying to do, you know, like, like TikToks and, you know, YouTube videos for people, you know, at home. I feel like they went up honestly, but yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so makeup is definitely something that you're interested in and yeah most definitely it is yeah and so what advice do you have like how did you find that passion and also do you have any advice for people who don't know quite yet what their passion is of how you found it and how they could find theirs I really don't have any advice for people <laughs> I really don't um <laughs> just find something that you like honestly if you're good at it then like stick with it like like you said you can find something that you like every other week like our friend alexia find something that you like and just get good at it every other week 
Um, wait, can you one more time. Sorry. Um, just find something that uh you like and just stick with it. Yeah. You know, just go, just get better at it, and practice, 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 practice. Yeah, just a lot of practice. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would say to people. Just find something that you like and just just stick with it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, go it. for it. Any that. little, any little thing like like writing. If you really like writing, then go write. If you like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but, no, you're right. But yeah. just but just stick with it, you know? That's what I would tell yeah. people. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I think that's correct. And also don't mm-hmm. be afraid to challenge, you know, your parents' um, wishes for you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, only you can live your life. And yeah. you are your own person at some point. I mean, that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to any of the parents out there. They obviously all have the highest expectations of us. And they want us to succeed in life. but you know, we can have our definitions. We are entitled to our own definitions of success. And I think that's the most important part, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, Ashley, well, what can you tell us about the interviewing process? I mean, have you gotten any callbacks from your job that you've been looking for? I have. I have gotten, actually, the date, right after the day after I um, got fired, I got I had a I had a phone interview with I forgot what company it was, um well what it was what for kind actually, of company what what, what what it was what it was for I forgot oh, what it okay, was for okay. I forgot um but I had I got a phone call and they did the interview but honestly uh we just didn't me and the guy the guy that called me we just didn't we didn't vibe we didn't vibe we didn't very vibe. well. <laughs> <laughs> which i think is fine to say too you know yeah you just don't like your your boss or your manager mm-hmm. and that's yeah. like fine you know i feel like i feel like it should be normalized you know no you know like not obviously like not everyone likes your boss but you know we should be normalized to like be able to say it like in a way you know yeah, like to be able to say like, it. Like it still have respect in the workplace and still yeah. care after each other and you know be respectful but I feel like bosses who try to be your best friend are sometimes a little smug. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, give me a give me a little space, girl. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> just like keep your boundaries. Like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna respect you in the workplace, but apart from that, like, I don't want anything to do with you. You know? Yeah, we don't have to be best friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. But I will say too. I mean, how important are your coworkers to a good workplace? Oh yeah, that's that's very that's. That's Are they very important? Nece- that's, Can you speak very, on that? That's very, that's very necessary. Yeah. Luckily, with this past job, um, I did have a, a good relationship with most of the people that I worked with. Mm-hmm. It was I, I really liked working there, but you know, like luckily I had to go. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, luckily, sadly, I had to go. Um, <laughs> Not the luckily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like working there. All my coworkers were super. They're super fun. We always had a blast. It was it was fantastic, and I got along with like all my managers. It was great. I loved it. But you know, that happened. So yeah, times, times change. Things yeah. happen. Yeah. But going well, back on the topic, on the topic oh, about like the interview process, I had like I said, like I had I knew that I was going to get fired, so I had already been like applying to places. That's why I got the call that the next day that I got fired. Um. And actually, believe like the 
two or three days after that, I got another call from another place that I had applied to. And I thought I was going to get a call back from them. Um, right. After they had done like all the interviews, but I didn't get any call back from them either. That is so, so yeah, weird. it's been, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been pretty rough finding another job. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll find something soon. Yeah. And I think things come in your life when you're ready for them mm-hmm. and willing to accept them. You know, manifestation yeah. is, um, is part of wanting a job. And I think too, you're kind of appreciating the time to be like with our walks and kind of self reflecting. Mm-hmm. And, and we also need to normalize this. We've been using normalize a lot here, but this is important. I think it's really <laughs> important that we just kind of, um, convince ourselves that relaxing and relaxation is a form of productivity in itself because you're taking care of yourself. And I think the last piece of advice I think I have for this episode and really just for life in general is that you cannot be of any service to other people if you yourself are not capable of giving that service. You know what I mean? If you're not mentally or physically or spiritually well, it's going to show. And working in like customer service point of view, I'm only my best when I feel good. That's true. That is you know what I mean? True. If yeah. I walk into a workplace feeling bad, mentally, physically, or what have you, it's going to transmit to everything I mm-hmm. do at that work day. So yeah. I think you have to sleep, you have to eat well, exercise, you have to do all the fundamentals to be able to kick butt at your job and succeed. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, okay. that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> very <Okay>. true. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to talk with you about. Do you have any advice for people that are thinking about going into relationship with coworkers? Is it a yes or a no? What do you think? (laughs) It's a no. Um, (laughs) No, just from personal experience. Very personal Um, experience. (laughs) Very, as you know, very personal experience. (laughs) I would say no. But you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But personally, I would say no. You know, I'm a very, I'm a big romantic. Yeah. Usually, I would say yes if it was anybody else. But work, work dating within the workspace is a no for me. It's I would not do it again. Difficult. I would not do it. No. Mm-mm. Not again. <laughs> not again. Oops. <laughs> I do want to say that I think I'm also a person who likes to compartmentalize my life. So I like to get my home life separate from my work life, my romantic life separate from both. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the problem comes uh, trying to maintain a relationship. It's keeping it professional and productive and also conducive to my success at the workplace. Because like life, if I get distracted by boys or my romantic partners, I will start falling back in classes and at work. <laughs> And that's just mm-hmm. the root of it, you know? <laughs> that's just how, yeah, it's like, yeah, that, that happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, I just, yeah. I, I just don't think, I just, it's complicates, it complica- it's not for me, it complicates things too much. It just, yeah. it, I don't like, like you said, like compartmentalizing my life. It's important. It's important. To it's, it it is very important. Yeah. Now, now that now that that happened, I know that not forever. Not for for me not to like ever do it again. You know. Right. Yeah. Or at least try to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> God forbidding. Okay. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on today. I really loved you having as as a guest. Do you have any you. final words or commentary to put on this topic of jobs or occupation? Any advice? 
Um, I think we I covered just, a lot. We did. I feel like we did. Yeah, we went all over the place, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say to honestly, if you get fired from from somewhere, like don't don't get too sad. Honestly, that's because that's what that's what happened with me the first couple of days. I was really sad. Um. But you know, like you said, give yourself give yourself some time to relax. I really needed this this break. I have been have never been as close to you or to um, other people than since I am now. You know, working, like since, yeah. since since yeah, I stopped working. Luckily, I've been able to focus on myself. You know, I like take our daily walks, um, go out to Starbucks with you in the mornings. Be more appreciative of the the, the time yeah. that I have free now. You know, oh, let's not use. The specifics <laughs> in the in the podcast. We don't want to get sued. Let's get coffee in the morning. Coffee. That's we go. We <laughs> yeah. go get coffee in the mornings. Yes. Um. But yeah, uh, just you know, take your time to relax. Obviously, the but you know, like still go and put in your applications up to places. But you know, just take your time for yourself and because you deserve it. You know, if they're yeah, they're, yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah. all what I would say to people. Definitely. So I think the lesson that we can take from today is definitely don't let your um, termination or your firing or whatever you want to call it kind of define your experience going forward. Mm -hmm. Take the tools that you learned and apply them in the future, but don't hold yourself in stagnation. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Um, Please go ahead and um, where can we find you on the internet? Do you have anything to plug? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley M X O. It's A S H L E E Y M X O. I think it's the same for Twitter. I believe. Yeah, I think it is. And I also Yay. have an Instagram, um, an Instagram page for makeup. So it's tagged on on my my regular Instagram's bio. So if you want to go in there and look for it, then you can. Yes, and book this artist for yes. all of your also, wedding needs. <laughs> also, yes. Also, follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to get famous on TikTok. <laughs> I think it's his name. I think it's his same Perfect. username, so just go ahead and look for it all over. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well, yeah. thank you so much, Ashley. Oh, and God. to all the listeners at home, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, you can find us uh, uh, next week uh, at what the, what the Hector on the Stereo app at Hector SB or follow us uh, what's the Hector podcast available on everything Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play what have you. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.